And hello and welcome everyone live from society. It's the comic multiverse everyone. The show that comes from a society that goes out to a society. Our fan community is really a society unto itself. <laughs> it's all society, Matt, and it's our special Valentine's Day episode, I guess. <laughs> What better way to spend society's day with? Yeah, this is a society day, not Valentine's Day. It is now. We're changing it. We're changing the rules, everybody. You you could have been anywhere else in the world tonight. You could have been having romantic rendezvous, but instead you were listening to us. Eh, who am I kidding? It's a fucking pandemic. No one's going anywhere. <laughs> what a big fucking wet fart of a thing there, where it's like, hey, at least we all have an excuse this year, everyone, for not going out, not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to keep busy, though. I actually got, like, a bunch of movies all saved up that I plan to watch. I, uh, watched that Kid Detective movie the other night after, a uh, Red Letter Media, uh, recommended it. Oh, really? I still haven't seen that one. It's good, it's good, and it's super, super Canadian and filmed in Ontario, and as with everything that's filmed in Ontario, I hit my head against the wall trying to figure out where the fuck it was filmed, because it looks familiar. <laughs> I, don't you like, don't you hate that, where you're like, you're like sure it's filmed in like a place you've been, or your city mm -hmm. or something, you're like, I know that street, I don't, where is that street yep. located? I've said, I've done that hundreds of times. And because it's a small-time indie film, there's not much IMDb information <laughs> on it. So unless I actually just write Adam Brody and be like, hey, man. <laughs> also, thank you, uh, Seanel, for the subscription. Always appreciate it. Thank you. I got that movie. I got Judas and the Black Messiah that I'm sitting on that I still need to watch. And I got uh, a new... Uh, I, I think it's on Amazon somewhere, uh, an Irish docu-series about bare-knuckle boxing, which has become quite a genre unto of itself, oh, so, you know, gotta see some of that. Lovely. Oh, yeah, I, I love some of that. It's interesting to see it now, because I don't know if you realize, but there's, like, a whole bare-knuckle boxing federation now, like, it's gone from fringe sport to actually, like, more respected fringe sport. Oh, really? Because I, I remember, I, I like, years ago, I'd, I'd watched documentaries about that, and I, I, I watched, like, a bunch on, um, mm -hmm. uh, like, the Pikes, uh, yes. bare-knuckle boxing and stuff like that. Knuckle was that movie from 2013. I think think that was what it was called, yeah. Very fascinating movie. A guy, he goes to film a traveler wedding and spends like the next five years filming <laughs> old guys punch each other. Yeah. It's a very interesting documentary. But yeah, there's a whole like federation now. In fact, uh, Mike Tyson, before he did that last fight that he did, he was supposed to have a bare knuckle fight, but then Corona happened and it, they just turned into a regular boxing match. Mm -hmm. Bare knuckle fights are interesting because they actually go on a little longer than you would think because it's both guys trying to pick their shot because they know if they land it just right, most fights can end in yeah. a knockout. Yeah. And they get torn up both like in the knuckle and in the face because that little bit of like padding protection isn't there anymore. Yeah, so both fighters get hurt. Even if the one wins, he's still very hurt. <laughs> Yeah, even if they, like, because, again, like, most boxing matches suck now because both guys, like, oh, got to play defensively, you know, got to do the thing. Well, here's the thing. If I keep punching you in the forearm over and over again, eventually your forearm is going to break or my hand is going to break. <laughs> so, like, it's both slow and methodical, but also they want to get it done in just, like, a couple rounds. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. So, yeah, there's everything you never wanted to know about bare-knuckle boxing, everybody. <laughs> what about you, Matt? What have you been up to? um not a lot i watched a couple of movies i watched that new wrong turn movie uh, oh yeah that, like, reboot, and it's not too bad it's not too bad it's it's not like the other films how the the 
the the the wrong turn people are like mutant inbreds right uh who are just killing people it's actually it, it it's kind of that trope was like maybe we're the real monsters sort of thing but then also like the 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 hill people are actually quite terrible as well but they're also monsters that's that's interesting because i had a pitch very similar to that if they ever did texas chainsaw again where it should be like a vice documentary crew that goes out there to make like you know uh poverty tourism in like modern 2020 Mm -hmm. and be like oh no they're actual mutants But yeah, that sounds. That's like what the third or fourth time they've rebooted that now. Wrong turn. I don't know. I know. I know. I've only seen the first two films. I didn't realize that there was like a whole series, uh, mm. and they just get like much worse and worse and worse. But I think that no, I think this is like the first actual like reboot. Right. Wasn't like Hillary Duff's sister in one of them? I think so. I know he- Henry Rollins was in one of them. Oh, there and you go. Yeah. The fir- the first one was the I think the only one that got released in cinemas. <laughs> right of course of course <laughs> yeah that sounds fun that sounds interesting mm-hmm. oh uh, i found an interesting piece of uh information this week that you would probably dig uh the new person they got coming on to write champions uh when this whole outlawed thing is done yeah i know it's still going on they're super big into gundam and i'm following them on twitter now and it's just all the new gundams they're building and everything <laughs> I'm like well shit maybe this will be enough to get matt to pick up champions if there's like just a little bit more gundams <laughs> if, involved if, yeah if if they if the team all get their own gundams then yes <laughs> man you should pitch that one where it's like look now it's a mech anime it's what <laughs> it is now miles and kamala and everyone maybe else they that, get maybe big that will robots. finally make the team actually stick yeah maybe the writing team will stick around but hey as we mentioned last week zub actually gets to come back and write the heroes reborn stuff so that's pretty fun yeah that's cool that's pretty good. So, yeah, we got a not-too-small smattering of news for you this week, everyone, to go through. I'm sure it'll lead to some pretty decent conversation. Then we can talk about what we read this week. How uh, How was your reading for this week, Matt? I know in uh, weeks past it's been difficult to keep up with all this stuff. It was a little difficult. I, I, I'm kind of back backloading all my stuff because like mm. in the next couple of days there's going to be a heap of videos out uh just because i got a little bit busy at the end of the last week um but yeah i, I read a decent amount this week right. I, I read seven books as i sit and look cool. at it now and i'm sure we read a lot of the same and yeah a lot of a lot more future state books coming to an end this week because again a lot of those were only two as we discover yeah well future state ends next week i know hard to believe man when they said two months they really meant two months yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I guess with that, uh, before we hop in to the news this week, we're going to do what we always do here at the Comic Multiverse. You know it. I love it. I assume everyone else loves it too. We've got to pay some bills, Matt. And because, you know, it is Valentine's Day, the season of love, the season of closeness, the season of intimacy. Again, I want to tell everyone about our brand new friends over at Manscaped. <laughs> they're helping pay the bills here at the Comic Multiverse. They're helping keep the lights on and they're helping everyone stay smooth and good. Not just for yourself. You know, maybe you let yourself go. It's the quarantine. I get it. You got a pubic <laughs> mop going on. But with this brand new space age ceramic blade, you can take care of yourself. You can look good, not just for yourself, but for your partner too, especially on a day like today. That's that's the gift right there is what that is. <laughs> And if you use the brand new promo code JOEL20 at checkout, not only will you get free shipping, but you will get 20% off your first order of not just the Razer products themselves, which are great, but all the other stuff. 
They have, they got ball deodorant. They got anti-sweat, anti-chafe underwear. They got shirts. They got just about everything. They got stuff for your feet now. Basically everything below the waist is what they got. They got some really good stuff there. Uh, like tools are really good. Like I got my, I got like a, uh, it's like a, like a, like a kit with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, clippers and like nail files and oh, stuff yeah. in it and it's, it's really good quality amazing carrying cases i take it everywhere with me on all my trips or i did in the before time in the long ago <laughs> back when we could travel and again it's it's one of the nicest most adult things i own and you can get that yourself and you can get a great deal on it you'll be getting something you'll be helping us out too because by using that code you're telling a company that hey Joel and Matt are good YouTube men who take care of the balls good style and you should give them more money in the future. So I am once again asking, take care of your balls. Take care of all the hair that you got down there and help me and Matt make more podcasts. Do you want to live in a society where people don't shave their balls? (laughs) Is that even a society? That's the opposite. Yeah, my nuts, your nuts for you. Exactly. Here at the Comic Multiverse, we're nuts for nuts. Yeah, be sure to shout for the glory of Joel's ball sack. Exactly. This this is the energy. This is the brand we got going into 2021, Matt. Craft soda ball razors. That's what we're all about in the year 2021. It's our brand. And I mean, I just couldn't be happier about it. If someone said, hey, Joel, you know, how would you feel at 28 as a young entrepreneur? This. <laughs> This is how I feel. So go check that out, everyone. That code again is CapeJoel20. Honestly, I'm just glad that uh, friggin' Manscaped wanted to work with us just so I can, again, test the YouTube content filter every (laughs) week. And how long can I talk about balls before I get in trouble when they take my money away? How long before we're demonetized? How long? So far, so good. We will play this game of Russian roulette (laughs) next week. Uh, and with that, we can actually head on over to our first story this week now that the bills have been sufficiently paid. And that news is, man, you know, they've been they've been talking about it. They've been hint dropping about it. They really honestly kind of dragged it out, if you ask me. But we finally got the first real deal trailer for Zack Snyder's The Justice League, The Snyder Cut, the, the four hour cut. cut, the society cut coming. Did it even say when it was coming or was this just the trailer? Um, March sometime, I don't know. March sometime, yeah. Out of, I mean, it'll, as with everything, release dates don't mean anything anymore in quarantine. When it fucking shows up, it'll be on the goddamn internet. It'll be on my goddamn streaming device. I'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Does it really matter? But yes, we finally saw the trailer that they'd been, you know, kind of stringing us along about. Uh, a lot of it looks familiar. Okay, March 18th, and some are saying March 19th. No one can say <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But yeah, lots of lots of stuff we had seen before, but also a fair amount of new stuff. Not so much that I think it makes the movie look completely different, like everyone kind of seems to think it is. That's what I don't get about this trailer. Like ninety percent of it is shit that we'd seen in the theatrical cut. There are shots that were Mm. in the theatrical cut. The only difference here is they have a different color filter on it, basically. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be more of it, apparently. Yeah, and Batman's going to hand dong and say fuck. Yeah, she sure as shit he is. Yeah, we see Steppenwolf, you know, wreck all of the Amazons and then be like, oh, Darkseid, I failed. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's the end of hour one. I guess hour one of the movie is just going to be a truncated version of the movie we already saw. I guess. 
and then we see Superman in the black suit, and also Darkseid, and I think that's supposed to be Granny Goodness, so the Snyder Cut of Justice League is both the original movie and what seems to be a sequel for itself at the same time, all, if it's going to be four hours. All of it just shoved into one film. Yeah. Why? Hey. <laughs> He, he got to do it his way, and they gave him all that money to do it because the fans demanded it. In fact, they, like, really demanded it, almost at gunpoint, to which Snyder had no problem with that. Yeah, no, he or he goaded them on. Yeah, he, he, he basically said in an interview, I know he didn't talk about this, but he's like, yeah, I thought that terror campaign that they all waged was super awesome, not letting yeah. uh, anyone talk about anything else and hijacking Pre every other creative artistic conversation for me. Yeah, pr pretty rad is how I think he could it, which is just the most Snyder, like, of course he uses the word rad. It really, it how old are you, sir? <laughs> it was pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, the the big thing, of course, the only thing anyone can talk about is that final scene where we see Jared Leto, Leto's Joker back again in this, even though didn't he basically tell them all to screw off and kiss off after Suicide Squad? But I yeah. guess he's back for this now because Snyder trumps everything else, I suppose, even an actor who told them to eat it. He's here. He doesn't have his stupid face tattoo. So you know what? Credit where credit is due. The Snyder Cut made one thing slightly less stupid. Yeah, but they gave him fruit punch lips. He's got the fruit punch. He looks like the crow. He looks like yeah. a bad crow cosplay. Looks like the also crow too. and Marilyn Manson. Little bit. Ooh, man, Marilyn Manson these days. <laughs> yeah, persona non grata. I, I like, too, the outfit they've given him, because obviously, you know, you got trench coat Batman of the dark, dark side apocalypse and everything, where everything is dark and foreboding. So naturally, Joker needs a similar makeover. He looks like Joshua Graham now from New <laughs> Vegas, because he's got his mental asylum robes and, like, a SWAT vest over it. I'm like, is did, did someone in costume play New Vegas? Because I get a big whack of New Vegas off this. <laughs> That's just shit they had lying around because that's this is this is obviously like a reshoot, like a recent reshoot. So it's just shit they had lying around in the green screen room. So I guess the weird dark future thing is also gonna play in this as well because that was something that was brought up in Batman v Superman and then never ever mentioned again. Yeah, that's one thing that like I don't really hear anyone talking about is that like that whole thing that this whole the whole thing is predicated on Batman having like some nightmares, some possibly drug fueled nightmares and yes. He just immediately buys into the, like, Instantly. as Batman in the comics, the, the famed detective who doesn't believe in magic or aliens or anything mm. would just immediately buy into this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, what else is there to talk about in that? The trailer was just basically like, hey, here's all the shit that people were talking about forever. Black suit, more dark side, more nightmare future. Yeah, all bathed in a really horrible orange blob of a light. Hey, but at least there wasn't a cover song. Yeah, 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 that's what really surprised me about that. It's like, when's some Leonard Cohen song going to kick in? When's some depressing exactly. Leonard Cohen song going to kick in? For real, I mean, come on, is it really a Snyder project if you didn't dig up the corpse of Leonard Cohen and drag him around the block a couple times? <laughs> I guess there's a bigger bat tank, that's something. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, uh, why does Batman need a tank? I know, I've never yeah. liked Batman with a tank. Again, yeah. And again, that just shows, like, he, Snyder's only read one comic, and that's Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> 
which makes me think, why does this guy even want to work with the new gods when all he cares about is, you know, extreme explosions, the color black, the color gray. So let's take, like, a bunch of colorful Kirby creations and, you know, drag them through a hot topic. Yeah, just suck all the life out of them and all, all the things that made them unique and special. Again, it's like, Zach, I don't I don't think you get it. Again, why, why are you trying to fix what is not broken, Zach? Because it's got to be cool. I guess so. Cool for, cool for me and five other people. Yeah. Also, thank you, Mr. Pattison. Thirty, appreciated. Seventh month longer than my relationship <laughs> in the combo. Aw, well, we appreciate it, sir. Either way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, of course, the the line of the trailer, the thing that everyone can't stop talking about, the thing that I am a hundred percent certain was put in there. Maybe if only so, people will talk about. It. In fact, if it actually ends up being in the movie. I'll eat my hat, but that is the Joker saying the words that will live in infamy. We live in a society. That absolutely was put in there serious. Like, like I am not convinced that... I, I believe that Snyder thinks that that is, like, some deep and meaningful... Like, that, that whole line. Uh, I live in a society where and I, honor is a memory or something. Or I, some dumb I, shit. I believe... I 100% believe he thinks that's some deep and meaningful I, line. Again, I want to take Zach aside. I'm like, Zach, you, you know the Joker never actually said that in any movie or anything. It, it was a meme from an episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza, the fat loser who's always complaining about everything, said in the Chinese restaurant, we live in a society here because he was, you know, being slightly, you know, uh, annoyed in this situation. And, you know, people took that whiny character and imposed that on the last Joker movie because a lot of what he said also just sounded like some asshole complaining Mm -hmm. about stuff. So that Joker became we live in a society Joker. Also gamer Joker, which is another thing. You know, these things intertwine and mutate and evolve as memes do. It was a joke. A, a joke of a joke, actually. But you thought it was serious, and you actually put it in the movie. And also, because it's a meme from, like, a couple <laughs> of years ago, it feels fucking ancient now. Well, that's the thing. Like, when all of this was probably written and made, it was probably at its height. Was... How many more old memes can the Joker spout off? Can I has cheeseburger? I'm in your base killing your dudes. Oh, don't give them ideas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's the thing that's his new take on joker he only speaks in memes oh no <laughs> here come that boy shit what up oh no that means jared leto will start doing that in real life <laughs> <laughs> you like mudkips <laughs> I, again too i need to know this was this jared leto post or pre uh cult sex island i'm pretty sure it was like during really so I this think, was during I think so it, I, i'm not sure when like that stuff was filmed because i think they just got them all on like a green screen for like a weekend to like film oh, bits and stuff <laughs> the chat has some good one there my mom is gonna freak yeah i like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, harley well. brought me some ch- harley brought me some chicken nuggets and i <laughs> smacked them out of her hand because <laughs> how could any of this happen <laughs> Ah, Jesus Christ, as I think of more terrible music. <laughs> it's the Joker and Batman walking in the post-apocalypse. Hey, you seen that Rick and Morty show? Man turned himself into a pickle. Funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Hashtag the Joker. 
God damn it. God damn everything about that just makes me go like, really everyone, this is this is what you fought day and night for because you thought that it had such like, you know, artistic merit attached yeah. to it. This this is the thing, ancient ass memes. Oh man. Unironic ancient memes. That's the thing, it's ir- unironic. I, oh my god. If it was put in there as like an ironic joke or something, it would it'd still be very heavy handed because it's Zack Snyder, but like at of least course. it would be an attempt at something funny. This this coming from the same man who just the day previous was like, there's not going to be many jokes yeah. in the Snyder cut. I don't know, man, because that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Turns himself into a pickle. <laughs> Has he gone on Vero to ask why people are laughing at that yet? <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't know. I'm not on Vero and I ain't on Clubhouse either. <laughs> That's the big hot new thing now, Clubhouse. Everyone's going on. I'm like, do I need to be on that? Is that the hot new I won't go social on any media? new one because I guarantee you some right wingers will take it over mm. and it'll become the next parlor or uh, something. Of course. Yeah, really. Or it's like, is some you know Russian national stealing my credit card information <laughs> right now? Probably. <laughs> Joke's on him. I don't have any credit. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, take that. <laughs> vladimir take that that'll that'll teach you one <laughs> uh fuck so yeah there's there's your snyder cut news everyone it's hard to talk about a trailer for a movie we've kind of already seen yeah yeah Espe- especially that. when that trailer contained many of the scenes we have already seen we've already just seen. slightly different colored yeah oh the chat hasn't heard about what clubhouse is clubhouse is basically like twitter with audio from what i understand mm-hmm. you can start rooms and basically talk to people so i'm like oh so all the awkwardness of conversation that i hate from real life with strangers but you've now brought to the internet cool it's cool, just cool. discord but on in your browser yeah like what if discord and twitter had a horrible monster baby <laughs> but celebrities really like it for some reason yeah uh, they got probably paid to say they like it i mean probably i i heard about it because tiffany haddish was on it and apparently there was like a whole uh what is it like comedian feud going on there and i'm like oh great another place for drama and flame wars cool 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 i definitely need that in my life (laughs) yeah so yeah be sure to keep your eyes peeled to the comic multiverse i'm sure matt and i will talk about the Justice League Snyder cut, the cut of society movie when it comes out. The society cut when it comes out in March. <laughs> mm, in March. Now, the question is, Matt, are we going to be getting our big boy Justice League Happy Meals yeah. to go along with this as well? Yeah, our total adult Justice League Happy Meal that costs $130. <laughs> because this is a refined movie for adults. We're sending you a refined box of food partnering with this box company. Yes, yeah, so you too can pair this cinematic achievement with a big belly burger and jitters coffee and, you know, all these things from the comic. Yeah, that, that for some reason, are never in the, in the movies because they're too embarrassing to be in the movies. No, no, too, too, too embarrassing. I don't know, maybe they are in this version. I don't fucking know. Maybe that's just what they put back, all the fake food. <laughs> that's, that's what all this, all we, we shot all this stuff, new stuff, and it's all about product placement. Is Turkish Airlines going to be in this? <laughs> yes, really. Well, you see, Turkish Airlines will deliver your adult Justice League <laughs> cut Happy Meal Snyder <laughs> society. <laughs> the society meal. <laughs> i i joke about that but uh you know you, you heard this so uh, what is it a uh, bunch of people scalping happy meals because they got rare pokemon yeah, cards they got in the the pokemon that. cards in it yep 
I heard that, and I'm like, mm, I just started my keto diet, but uh, maybe it's time for some McDonald's. I didn't. I, I used <laughs> self-respect and self-restraint, but you know. <laughs> just thinking, you know, gotta get on that. Man, between that and friggin' PlayStation 5s, which I looked into PlayStation 5, still can't fucking buy those worth shit, because they're still scalped and gone everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I can... Yeah, I, I see people still doing the whole thing where, like, they get al- they've get they got alerts set up for, like, when mm-hmm. they come in at, like, Best Buy or something, and they just immediately get sold out because, I guess, bots are buying them. Yeah, but then again, it's like, you know, if I'm not playing that new Spider-Man, what am I playing? And I also, like, kind of dreaded getting a new PlayStation because I'd have to move the 4 <laughs> out, which is the center of my media room right now, so I'd have to change all that shit <laughs> over, and it's like, ugh, why even bother? Yeah, Switch Boys. Hey, I'm excited for that new Persona game coming out. I'm all about that. I'm excited for that new Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a new Monster Hunter back. All right, so what's our next story we got going on here? Ooh, so the first crossover for DC's Infinite Frontier has been announced. It has, yeah. It has, and it's going to surprise you. It's going to be a Suicide Squad Titans Academy crossover. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. That uh, Suicide Squad book just continues to look more and more interesting to me, especially because Connor is going to be on the Suicide Squad now. Yeah, and and just that that first issue that we got was just like had some really great twists in it, and it was took the story in a different way than I thought it was going to go. Hmm. I'm very excited to see what the Suicide Squad writer has in store for connor and also too he's dropped the whole metropolis kid uh get up and he's just back to being classic connor with the shirt that we remember yeah which is fine by me and uh, again too red axe is going to be a major focal point of this crazy crossover they're doing uh red axe who had a big part in the future state titans finale this week but never found out his secret identity Mm -hmm. that's still a mystery i still think it's roy harper interesting just because he's not in that that. h dial uh where he summons Mm. all the spirits there's no roy harper in that Mm. do we see his grave though i know we keep seeing his grave or that that don't don't, don't mean shit no true enough i mean how many did they die and go right back but yeah i'm uh i'm on board for this robbie thomas thing and interesting that this is going to be the first crossover i would not expect them to go with suicide squad titans but then again there's a suicide squad movie coming out and a new season of the titans tv show coming down the pipeline so maybe so and remember they did this at the start of rebirth with justice league versus suicide squad they did and that ended up being really really good it did yeah yeah, so I, I have nothing but high hopes for this. They're doing it fairly early, too. It's like issue three of both of these <laughs> series is actually going to be a bit of a crossover. Yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, I was going to pick up both of these books anyway, but here's hoping if you were going to pick up one or the other that it might be enough to actually uh, get you to pick up both books. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this Titans Academy era. I think it's a good direction. Definitely something that's going to make me want to pick it up. I'm glad someone else said that because all I ever see people about talking about this Titans Academy book is just saying how crap it is. I'm like, read the same comic as me. It was really damn good. Also, did you read that last glass run? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, compared to that. That, ba- that basically didn't have any Titans character in it, and they were all psychotic murderers. At least here, it's like, hey, here's the characters you like, trying to do good and, like, trying to build, like, you know, the next generation of young heroes. I mean, it's an easy direction, but it's a direction. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that for you. Uh, what else we got there? Uh, ooh, Milestone is going to be relaunching again in February. 
and then also again in May. Some of you are saying, wait, didn't they already come out with this issue, Milestone Returns Zero? Yeah, they did, back in September, and then mm. the virus happened, and then nothing happened. Yeah, so this issue is getting re-released with, I think, like 20-odd-something more pages. Yeah, Just 24 new pages. Yeah, expanding the story, 24 new pages of content. They showed off some new art, which is interesting. So Static has a new costume that is different than the one he had mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of people not liking that costume. They thought there was too many dark color tones. They missed the bright uh, blue, which is interesting because he has the blue on this cover, but he doesn't have it in the book, and it looks like he's getting a new one anyway. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't come up with this on the fly or anything. Honestly, the new suit looks really good, and they yes. also showed off... Uh, what is it? Uh, his antagonist there, Francis Stone, Hotspot. Yeah, he looked cool as or well. Or Hot Streak. Hot he did streak, look cool. Yeah. Hot Streak. Which is funny because he, like, never dressed well is the funny thing in either the Milestone comic or the cartoon. So now he's, like, a streetwear fashionista. He's got, like, those jogger pants yeah. and everything. And he's got, like, the thing on top. I'm like, man, when did Francis Stone learn how to dress? <laughs> I mean, it's a good look. I couldn't pull it off, but it looks good. <laughs> That was why that that was what this whole thing was about, just redesigning the heroes. Like they're, they're not fashion forward <laughs> enough. <They're... laughs> no, which hey, uh, I mean, milestone heroes were pretty fashion forward back in the day. I mean, come on, yeah. Static, even when he was just like wearing a hat and other stuff, that was like you know pretty you know interesting at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And now you see a lot of heroes just doing that now. Yeah, Static is the one hero who wears a baseball cap and doesn't look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> It makes sense in his character. Yeah, he's the because he threw it together. <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested about this. I don't know if I'm going to cover this on the channel if it's just the same book with extra pages. I well, I'm what well, I've still got that old review archive, so I'm just going to take that and put the new pages into it. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, lucky, lucky you. Uh, yeah, it's funny. So we got the digital one that came out in September. We got uh, another digital version that's going to be coming out uh, at the end of this month, and then May you can actually pick up a physical version of this. Yeah. I wonder, is this how they're going to be doing Milestone in general? Will it be digital first, then print later, or when Milestone that... eventually comes out, God willing, and starts rolling? That's kind of what I I, I got from, from this announcement, is that it's going to be digital first. And I guess maybe that's probably because they saw how well all of their digital first mm. stuff is selling. So the thing, yeah. if we put it there, it'll reach the maximum amount of people. Now, people won't complain that they can't get their hands on it because they can. Yeah. It's it's not a terrible idea. As we no. have said time and time again on this show, digital is the future. Mm -hmm. And if this is how they kind of want to experiment with it, where they're like, look, if Milestone does good in this format and that it comes out digital, then only later comes out in physical, don't be shocked if it's a success if they start doing it for stuff like Batman and Superman. Yeah. At least with this, I guess they feel safer experimenting because it's like, well, Milestone was nothing a while ago, so. And was nothing because they made it nothing. Yeah, and again, yeah. it took a lot of badgering for them to finally get it back. Yeah, I, I hope Milestone comics are somewhere I can read them because, yeah, I want to know what's going on with hardware and icon and static and everything else. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do any reprints of the actual uh, previous series because they are apparently mm. really hard to get. Yes, some of those trades are impossible to find mm -hmm. in completion. I know they said they were making everything available digitally yeah. for, you know, like, the sake of history and for the sake of, like, putting it all together. 
But, uh, yeah, I would hope they would. I would hope they would come out with, like, a nice static omnibus. I imagine that would sell quite well, and I would buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the way the trades are now, they just have, like, the first static trade, then Rebirth of the Cool, which is, like, a huge gap in between. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love it if it all came back together. But, yeah, there's your milestone news, everyone. It is happening. I know it's had more stop-starts and more, like, you know, delays than just about anything else, but we swear to God it's actually happening. (laughs) Well, who could knock wood, you know? There's still time for it to be postponed again. This, this poor, poor universe has had probably one of the most cursed, uh, you know, freaking rollouts of anything. It has. It's, it's been pretty bad. Between lawsuits and between, you know, just everything. Yeah. Now freaking viruses. Anything bad that can happen did happen to it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, ooh, Doctor Doom will be joining the Guardians of the Galaxy soon. Yeah, this was uh, quite an interesting... A uh, bit of news because we we're getting like the reveal of like all the the three different teams that have been spun out of the Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, yeah, yeah Doctor Doom was revealed to be in uh, the middle team, which I love that he makes no attempt to have his costume no. match everyone else. Yeah, it's just Doctor Doom. <laughs> I am Doom. You will all dress like me. Now, I think that that would have been a, such a good joke if they they all have like the same that that red and blue costume, but like Doom's team all dressed in green and silver <laughs> for i demand it <laughs> uh I-, I will fully admit i fell off al ewing's guardians of the galaxy not because it was bad it was actually very yeah. good and very interesting but i just couldn't keep it in my same. pile anymore same and it feels like that he's been doing a lot of interesting shit i know uh, i think it was kurt our friend was telling us there that oh yeah he's expanding the team it's basically the guardians legion now and we can see the impact of everything else that's happened in marvel space here in the guardians team yeah i i, I keep wanting to pick it back up because i, I was really intrigued because it's like oh fuck hercules is on the team now they're fighting mm, like the olympians and all that that's so cool and then yeah i just got too many books on at once and just fell by the wayside so obviously this team you know has people you would expect on the team star lord gamora drax rocket raccoon some people from that last run like marvel boy like moon dragon but now we got some really interesting people in here we got the super scroll yeah makes sense makes sense who at who after the end of Empire, uh, what is it, Emperor Hulkling was basically like, yeah, you're going to pay off your debt to society now. You're going to be a hero now, asshole, yeah. or else. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, Billy Kaplan is also on the team again, getting that good WandaVision boost now that he's the court wizard of the Kree Skrull Empire. Mm-hmm. Love that he gets to be on a big space team, because you don't get a lot of mixture of like uh, magic and space. No, no, you don't. Which is fun there. Uh, Hercules, as we mentioned before, not one, but two different versions of Quasar. Yeah. This kind of makes Inc- sense as well, because I think they were dealing with that, uh, about the time I was, I dropped off the book, I think so. Right, right. In which I love someone remembers the fucking female version of Quasar that Nick Spencer invented for Secret Empire mm-hmm. exists, and now she gets to be in things. <laughs> literally i think me and our mutual friend mitch are the only two people in the world who cared about her it's like but where is she though when's she gonna come back in something (laughs) she saved earth with her quasar powers (laughs) what the fuck and uh yeah so just genuinely 
really cool looking team. I feel like I'm going to have to sit down and do a story so far on all of this because this I looks think, really awesome. I think so as well. And like, okay, so we've got Doctor Doom. Do we, do we know that it's actually Victor? Because it could always just be uh, one of his Doom bots. Like a reprogrammed it very well Doom could. bot. And it wouldn't even be the first time they've done that no, bit. No, exactly. That's why I think it I, might be that's what it is. Again, I've not been reading Christopher Cantwell's Doctor Doom book, but is he like more like a villain as we remember him to be, or is he like kind of like morally gray? Kind of morally gray, because that that series is basically like, oh, what if the West Wing had Victor Von Doom in it? Mm, which is a good pitch. Yeah. What what does he want in space? Have they alluded to anything that he might want in space? I don't know. I'm sure there's something he would want. He's always after something. Ultimate nullifier, something Galactus's power, isn't it? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. There's always some bullshit out in space that he's after. A friggin', yeah, all, all the things he's gonna try and find. What is it? The rays that gave the friggin' Fantastic yeah. Four their power because reasons. I mean, that's out in space. Yeah, Infinity Stones or something. Uh, way to bring back his mother. Yep. Because isn't there always something? But yeah, I mean, really. You you, you, you you can't ask for a better like you know hook for that where it's like okay here's all your favorite cosmic characters and also dr doom is here too <laughs> all right you got me you got me al ewing you beautiful bastard there and i mean come on he hasn't missed like a beat over in immortal hulk no. and it looks like he's gonna keep writing this where immortal hulk is actually gonna be coming to an end soon yeah i think this is gonna become his sort of main main book there at marvel Mm -hmm. and i know he was the cosmic guy he did that ultimates book everyone liked so much yeah so it would definitely be cool to check this one out so there's your guardians of the galaxy update everyone uh now from there another team making a big comeback the soldiers of victory are getting a special alongside star girl yeah this is i think spinning into out of her stuff in infinite frontier and then spinning into her, yeah. her books and everything with jeff johns and uh yeah this this is pretty cool and just a just a little bit of hey you did really well on television so now you get a resurgence in the comics yeah right down to most of your team from the tv show yeah. <laughs> coming back here that being referenced so we got vigilante we got green arrow and another thing thank fucking christ yeah he's starting to come he's starting to appear in more things now yeah, we got Sir Justin, the original Shining Knight. Uh, I'm thinking that's Imiko, Red Arrow. Is that who it that is? It looks like it, yeah. I feel like I should know who the blind woman is. And then, of course, the big conceit of this story is, oh, yeah, we're also going to reveal the secret eighth soldier of victory. Ooh, wonder who that could be. Could be anybody. It's Jeff John, so I'm sure it'll be a reference to something. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be something. Uh, maybe it'll be one of the other star man, star peoples. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Again, try and put it together for the television show. It's nice to see them get behind Star Girl because I always thought she had a cool power set and a cool costume and a cool legacy and history. So to actually see her now get a push because of the TV show is nice. It is good. It's it's a long time coming. It's uh, the exact opposite of another thing. I didn't put this on the list, but I really should have. Uh, yo, so that Wonder Girl show is actually getting scrapped at uh, freaking CW for some reason. Yeah, well, uh, well, apparently it was in the scripting phase, and I guess maybe the scripting phase wasn't very good. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to adapt? Because you have nothing to adapt because Again, the I comic think, I got think they realized made. it was too early. They're like, oh. I guess. We don't have anything yeah, on this character. What do we do? Yeah, they... 
they got ahead of themselves like in a way that you never thought before because it's like they commissioned the comic because they were going to be making the TV show. The comic got really well received, but they scrapped the TV show, but there's still a chance if the comic keeps going strong, it can, you know, renew, uh, (laughs) what is it, interest in the TV show if they were already going to make it once. Because they don't have, basically, a Wonder Woman, you know, type character in the bigger CW universe, even though they have everyone fill in every other void. It, it, It also begs the question, like, how bad was it for like the cw standards like they couldn't get it to work in, in any of their like like uh. like five or two or two or three um uh stories they have that they just copy and paste into each show i know and again i i like those cw superhero shows i will take up for them but yeah sometimes they're totally okay putting out some hot garbage yeah, yeah. they're like hey it's fine what about vampires? Can we do something with vampires? Is she a vampire or anything? No. She no. did she attend Damn. like a, a prestigious school? We could bait a school I, drama? No. I, I I I mean maybe the only version of her we've seen is in the future. We don't actually know what her day-to-day <laughs> life is like. Now, as the chat is saying too, they picked up Naomi for a pilot, yeah. so hopefully we don't see Naomi getting scrapped. At least Naomi has a couple volumes of material. She's got at least a season of television, and, and, it, and that show seems to have some big people behind it, like Ava DuVernay and everything. Like I don't even mm. know who was behind that Wonder Girl show. Like I don't think they announced no, who yeah. was behind it or anything. Maybe that's one of those situations where they fell in love with the idea before actually sitting down and be like, okay, episode one. Oh, there isn't really much on this character yet. Because she's so new, we don't even know her origin story. (laughs) We don't. We just kind of got plopped in on one of her adventures in Future Stands. Like, oh, this is fun. She's interesting. She's cool. Oh, but we don't know nothing about her. Yeah. And again, too, it's like, well, couldn't you have just gone to Jolie Jones, who seems to be doing all this? Can't you just ask her? And she's like, no, I'm writing it. I don't know yet. <laughs> Damn. this Is this the era we're in now of superheroes where everything gets adapted so much and we have such an arms race going on where it's like, no, 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 we greenlight it even before you write it. We, we, we greenlight it on, like, the name alone. Like, they just saw New- the name Wonder Girl. Oh, we'll greenlight that. She's young, she's from the Amazon, we love it, let's do it. <laughs> uh, it's sad, as the chat is saying too, it's sad that that show won't make it to television, but that live-action Powerpuff Girls show they're working on probably that's will. What, that's what really, like, surprises me about this, like, the amount of, like, shit, like, hot garbage CW puts out, and they mm. couldn't find something for this? Like, what? You couldn't make anything happen with this? Yeah. And again, I was interested to see them do it, where it's like, okay, so we're gonna have a situation here where a TV show and a comic based on the same thing are going to be running co- concurrently like and they can't possibly be talking to each other and doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It'd be inter- it would have been interesting to see how they went with it. Very much so. It's like that bit in anime when it's like, oh no, we ran out of story so we had to create filler but we had to keep doing it. Two seasons of beach filler, yeah. Yeah, so you'd basically have two versions where it's like, well, what's the real version? What is the real Wonder Girl? I can't tell because they're both equally valid because they came out at the same time. <laughs> like, just theoretically, I'd be really fucking interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, just saying. Uh, all right, what do we got after that there? Uh, ooh, speaking of new team books, uh, Doctor Strange is going to be forming up a brand new version of the Defenders this May. Yeah, and this looks like to maybe start following up on some of the stuff that we got back in Marvel Comics issue yeah. 1000. 
yeah, remember the masked raider, everyone? Remember they kept saying he was going to be important and he was going to be solving a big mystery and then nothing happened with him for, like, two years? Yep. Well, apparently someone remembers. Uh, we see, too, he's got, like, a whole bunch of tarot cards in front of him that could very well, you know, allude to people who could be on the team. We've got, uh, what is it, the original Valkyrie. We've got people who have been on the team before, like Namor and the Hulk. The one I found the most interesting was actually the Harpy. Yeah. Betty Ross, who again became the Harpy again in Immortal Hulk as part of like a big gross body horror storyline because the whole thing is a big gross mm-hmm. body horror storyline. She left the book like two arcs ago and I'm like, oh, is she going to come back? Because I assumed, you know, she would be cured of her Harpyism, but this seems to imply no, Betty Ross as the Harpy is going to continue on even after Immortal Hulk is done. Yeah, well, they got something to tell with her, I guess, so. Yeah. She's a good mix for the team. Yeah. And I like the idea that she reverted back to the old Harpy persona as kind of like a, oh, you know, uh, the Harpy persona is here to protect me from the Hulk, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that, that that's pretty cool. I'm I'm getting also like kind of like big Justice League Dark vibes from this with, uh, with like Harpy filling in the Man Bat role and like Valkyrie's like the Wonder Woman and yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of, like, past Defenders runs, but I love the idea of Defenders existing as a thing. Yeah. So, like, again, like, whenever we're in an era when it's like, oh, we've got three different Avengers books. We've got West Coast Avengers, and we've got USA Avengers and everything. Like, one of these should have just been called Defenders. It, it, it seems like the logical thing, but, yeah, they never do that. Yeah, it's like one of these should just be called Defender. So I like the idea of let's let, let's take the weirder, less than triple A members of the Avengers team and let's, you know, put them on Defenders. Mm-hmm. So I'm down for that, and I'll definitely have to check this one out. Yeah, it looks really interesting. And if it's following that Masquerader plot, then yeah, I'll give it a check out. Yeah, because clearly they were all in on the Masquerader yeah, yeah. for so long, and then, and then they just yeah, weren't. That and, uh, was it Infinite Destinies and everything? That Nothing ever happened yeah. with that. Although I think Infinite Destinies is now Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Like, again, like we don't even know who the Masked Raider is. He just shows up yeah. like, oh, I have this mask. It's made from a piece of eternity. Yeah. I am I am mysterious. Look at my hat. <laughs> uh, apparently you're not as important as you think you are, Masked Raider. <laughs> Also, when I say Masked Rider, I'm very close to saying Masked Rider from Common Rider. <laughs> At least now, you're look, not saying this... the Masked Raper. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if this guy wants to do big, cool anime kicks and ride a motorcycle around, that's also fine. Yeah, yeah, go for it. As we have seen from Duke in Future State, just give people big swords and stands, stands and yeah. other anime powers. <laughs> it works. And as we... And as we pitched for champions, just give them giant robots, yeah. and that will also be fine. They came out with a Marvel mech book, like a special one-shot. Yeah. I'm like, I should read this, and then I'm like, I have too much to read. Yeah, I, I was going to read it, but I'm like, oh, it's like that, that, that goddamn... They did one recently as well, where it's, it's basically like an ad for like a gacha game. And I'm like, yeah, I can't be I hate that. Where it's like, damn it, you tricked me into reading a commercial. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, all right, then. So that's all the traditional news for this week. I can guess we can hop into what we read. And like I said at the top of the show, I read several fairly interesting books this week. Matt, where would, uh, where would you like to I begin? I did. Uh, well, we had quite a few uh, Future State books out this week. We did. A lot of finales for a lot of Future State books yeah, this week. Well, I'm glad we're finally coming towards the end of it. It like, gets rid of some of them off my, off my plate. 
yeah, hopefully we can, you know, restructure for what we're going to be reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most def, most definitely. Where where would you like to begin? Uh, well, let's begin with uh, Future State Justice League, issue two. Yes, 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 which I think, for only being two issues, stuck the landing about as well as yeah. you could. Yeah, it did pretty well. It gave us a good idea of who this team is, uh, like the layout of, like, the Justice League now, or in the future uh, like yeah. how the team operates and how it changes and everything. And yeah, yeah I thought it was pretty it, good. It is, you know, no surprise for a book that brought back the Hyper Clan to be the villains. It was very Morrison-y mm-hmm. in the way that it tackled character development. And that is, okay, so the Justice League are all strangers to each other in this future. They're stuck in a hellish alternate world. And the only way they can get out is by like actually talking to each by, other. Yeah, actually being a team. And learning from each other. And I'm like, you know what? This would also be like a good episode of the Justice League cartoon. This would be like a good yeah. two-parter there, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed all that. I, I enjoyed their bickering just because everyone on the team had good, like, reason to bicker with one another. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just bickering for the sake of bickering. I did think... I. It, my, it was just me just because i built it up so much in my head i did think there was a lost chance about one of the actual members of the justice league being like a mole for the the hyper yeah, like like the flash turning out to be a, a real white martian yeah yeah and or or the other way around where the hyper clan a member of the hyper clan betrays the hyper clan for the league and ends up joining the league at the joining end. the team yeah well again because it felt like they were going to go that way because yeah. protect he the leader hinged and crazy and whatnot yeah yeah, he's crazy. He wants to kill a bunch of people, but the rest of the hyper clan are like, actually, we're pretty cool just being like worshipped yeah. as celebrity superheroes. We could just like keep doing this. And I'm like, ooh, one of them's going to turn. But now, nah, kind of feels like if that. it was three issues, they would have gone there. Yeah, that we could have gotten something like that there. Uh, yeah, I-, I loved all the little character things they have there where Superman is like, yeah, you know, using my superheroing, I know that uh, Jace hums under his breath yeah, when he, he fights. Has his like, own he's fight music. <laughs> like he's doing his own theme music and uh what is it oh wonder girl she bites her lip when she's upset and you know everyone's really upset right now mm-hmm. okay well what about uh aqua woman and uh new flash uh, how do you know how do we know you're not white martians trust us we know oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> guess guess where you guess you both were a lot closer than we thought oh well <laughs> <laughs> guess guess we were all breaking the fraternization <laughs> rule weren't we and, uh, yeah, they, they win the day, and they win it because they talk to each other and because, you know, they know stuff about each other that they didn't before, so they're able to see through, uh, what is it, the deception of the Hyper Clan. And, again, it's all very well put together. Yeah, they, they, they fulfill what John wants for the team, which is for them to be a family. Which they did, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice ending to this story. And also, in the back of my mind, eh, you could have kept going yeah. with them not knowing each other because that's a pretty interesting that's, concept that's cool in and of its own. Yeah, but... I, I feel like you could have only done that for like an arc because then it would wear pretty thin and it would get annoying and yeah. then it would be like, OK, why isn't one of them going to investigate the other? Yeah. And same, too, with Superman. I could literally spy on you whenever I wanted if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And Joe, the far sector Green Lantern, she gets picked to be, uh, what is Leader. it, the chairman? Yeah. Yeah, the new chairman of this Justice League. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because we've never had a Green Lantern be the leader of the yeah. team. Oh, technically, John was in uh, Snyder's life. Like, he, techni- he was like the battle leader, though. Yeah, true. 
True. And then, of course, it's like, oh, who else are we going to get on our team? And they, you know, blow up the map. And it's like, oh, here's all these other people we could recruit for a sequel that may or may not end up happening. Yeah, I think it will. I think we'll definitely get some more stuff for that later down the line. I would. Yeah, I would really like to see more, too. Like, maybe even if it's just in that Future State Gotham book, like, I would happily read Future State Justice League if that ends up becoming a book. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's a cool team. It's a good makeup. I know Bendis is going to be doing his own thing with the Justice League, which, honestly, they really needed to be shaken up, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad someone did it. Yeah. But uh, I I think you could have two Justice League books. You could have a weird future Justice League book. Yeah. I mean, especially, too, if, you know, people are going to be the way they always are with Bendis and not even give him a chance. No, yeah, no, because, you know, someone's posting out-of-context pages and making a big deal out of a joke. Yeah, because to give them like an alternate one where it's like, look, if that bothers you, go read this one. Yeah. Then that's fine. And then we can all be happy and then we can have two healthy books. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but uh, yeah, there was the future state Justice League. Good shit. I liked it. Yeah, the the Justice League Dark uh, backup was pretty cool as well. I I skipped that one. Was Uh, it good? Yeah, yeah. It was just a a continuation of the, uh, did you read the first part of the first one? I don't think I did. I think oh, I read that one later in the week where I'm like, oh, I gotta get this done. Yeah, no, it was, it was just, um, it was in the future. Merlin is like taking over magic and put a glamour over the earth so no one can see him doing all this nefarious stuff. But like people like Zatanna and all that are, are, are uh, um, fighting him and trying to regain mag- magic and whatnot. And it's mainly about Etrigan. Etrigan being the one person who can like mm. stop him and everything, but he can't because the guy has uh, Jason Blood. Um, kidnapped because etrigan is no longer part of jason blood he's part of detective chimp oh <laughs> that's funny um but yeah it's this story just about etrigan learning that he can be his own man or his own demon mm, he doesn't need someone right. else there with him and right. yeah it's, it's pretty cool we got dr fate being dr strange literally like he has he has <laughs> lines saying this is the one fight we win and i've seen hundreds and yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and i think that story is actually continuing in uh uh he's in ram v's justice league darks backups in the uh justice league book yeah yeah that's right because he's taken over or he has taken yeah because it ends on like a cliffhanger of of uh dr fate becoming merlin's like oracle because he wants to use the the helmet of fate to see the future and stuff right yeah uh other other big uh future state book we had this week was of course dark detective three yes where we actually get to see uh, Bruce Wayne Batman meet with Jace Batman for the first time. And I personally loved their little interaction because I love that Jace doesn't give a shit about him yeah, at all. I love that they just didn't get into a fist fight. <laughs> no. And again, it's like, yeah, of course Jace wouldn't care. Yeah. He knows they're both the good guys, the magistrate or the bad guys. He's just like, hey, free warning. You know, if you keep doing this, they're going to come after you, and I'm afraid they might kill you for real. And yeah, of course Jace would have no respect for Bruce. He wasn't a Robin. He didn't grow up with him. He doesn't know any of this other shit. Why should he? He's just another guy in a costume well, to him. I don't even think he knows this Bruce Wayne. I think he's just thinks no, he's just a, another crazy guy in a costume. Yeah, is all he thinks. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally how it would play out. He weirdly respects Nightwing more in the Nightwing yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he knows of the work, you know, Dick Grayson has been doing and everything. I'm like, huh, I like that. I like that little dichotomy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We get some more fun stuff with his conspiracy theorist neighbor. And man, his daughter gets the line of the fucking issue where she's like, yes, dad, aliens are real, but there's only like a handful of them and they're way too busy to care about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we said that when we reviewed the second issue. 
He says, yeah. Like, yeah, aliens exist, but they're not going to be looking after this, you know, this man who's crazy talking about people, water making frogs gay and, and everything yeah. else. <laughs> I, I love that where it's like, yes, aliens are real, but they don't care about you. <laughs> Which I think is the perfect way that if we ever find out aliens are real, yes, they're real, but you're still crazy. <laughs> Martian Manhunter just sitting there drinking his coffee. No, I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> Superman, busy, you know, deal with you yeah. later. And uh, again, you know, the rest of this issue is just Batman, you know, trying to crack a mystery about all these different companies that are supplying uh, the magistrate, a, a murder of a CEO. And uh, I, he, he uses the word panopticon, which is a word that I never thought I would ever read in a Batman comic. But yeah, basically the magistrate is setting up a huge spy network, which is bigger than any of their weapons and any of their other side hustle. Yeah, yeah. And they, the the consensus is they're killing off these CEOs to gain access to informa to information and technology that they haven't put to market yet, like those yeah. little mini drones. So basically, it's Amazon. They're basically yeah. Jeff Bezos. These are our Alexas. <laughs> We're spying on you at all times, gathering information, because information is power, and we'll sell that to Russian bot farms and everything else. <laughs> Which is a hell of a thing, and also very scary and very topical. It's very scary, and I like that Bruce is actually scared of that. Yeah, as he should be, because again, it's like, hey, no one's going to be able to have a secret identity if this happens. Yeah, and, and there's a nice little bit of visual poetry there, whereas last issue, Noah was beating up his computer mm. for spying and sending gay mm. signals into his head and whatnot, and <laughs> yes. then we got Bruce doing the exact same thing. Yes, for all the same reasons. And again, too, this guy, oh, I see conspiracy theories everywhere. Oh, you know, uh, aliens are spying on me. No, the paramilitary group in your city is spying <laughs> on you. Another nice touch about the Magistrate, and I see it across all these books, is that they never bother telling you, like, who's under the Peacekeeper mask, because it doesn't matter, because no. they're just an amorphous private military corporation. Who they are really doesn't matter. And and it doesn't matter anyway, just because, like, the amount of times they've been, like, killed or, like, yeah. like they change up. And, like, as we see in, I think it was, uh, is is that Arkham Knights backup, where, like, one gets killed, and then they, I think the next week in Detective, in, oh, in Nightwing, then the news peacekeeper six is there yeah they just they just yeah. replace them yeah they just don't care they just replace them they are all expendable gi joes on their game board yeah and then, then yeah. and then, this this uh bruce story as well connects up nicely with the catwoman one the in the first issue of catwoman oh yeah that's right i guess it does yeah because like bruce figures out they're gonna come for him and i guess they capture him and then he's in that catwoman book captured yeah yeah huh there you go. Yeah, these. It's funny, you know. They do tie up, but it's not like, oh, you got to read this one, no. this one, and this one. No, you don't have to read them. No. Same with spoiler in a uh, Robin Eternal mm -hmm. too. It's like, and she gets away, and she has other adventures, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What else did you read this week, Matt? Ah, uh, let's have a look. I had, I had uh, Future State, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman issue two. Oh yeah, how was this one treating? This you? was damn cool. This is damn cool. Um. So obviously, uh, Kuat, the sun god, is is racing Solaris, the tyrant mm. sun, and it's playing havoc on the Earth and playing havoc with Superman's powers as well. Um, so he's like... What a golden age setup. I know. Again, more Grant Morrison stuff. More mm. Grant Morrison. Um, I love it. I love it all. Um, so uh, Superman doesn't really have his powers all that much. He's very weakened. Um, and we also learned that 
he you know, on top of doing all of this he's doing so much else for the earth that you don't even see uh, one of these things is he's at every day at 10 30 on the dot he has to go into a black hole and re-unshrink a black hole so it saves a micro city on a planet because they, their planet is being pulled into the black hole perpetually and with him re-shrinking it it basically stops that from happening and he's got to keep doing it until he can find a way to actually get it to uh, resize and be safe for good so he keeps doing that every single day on top of all of the stuff he deals with on earth and it's running him down because he has a handicap being he's half human so he still needs mm. to sleep and eat and rest and everything so it's wearing him down on top of people telling him he's got to be superman he, he's got to be live up to his father's uh, uh legacy and legend so it's weigh, right, we- weighing him down and now he's got to go and race uh solaris and deal with solaris but uh so yara decides to like take over some of his duties so she'll take over the duties on the planet and deal with solaris while superboy superman goes and races kuat around uh the solar system uh for mm. the earth's uh for basically the earth and like whoever <laughs> whoever wins you know the earth is saved or the earth is doomed sort of thing and yeah they, they he ends up winning superboy superman ends up winning because uh wonder wonder woman shrinks uh solaris with the uh a black hole gun turns him into a uh, a blue sun which will give oh. give him his powers back because he's he's burning too hot so he's not burning red sun energy anymore right yeah huh. and again again we get we get an allusion to a uh an a uh an adventure that uh, yara goes on to the end of the universe where, where the fates mm. sent her to the end of the universe and that's how she knew about blue suns and whatnot Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it yeah, does sound really, like a good really mix of cool. stuff. Really damn cool. And it was, yeah. again, like Yara and and, uh, and John just kind of like hanging out. Just, I like that. Just, pl- uh, just uh, hanging out, defeating villains. I liked, I liked that they swapped each other's villains. <laughs> I, I think that was pretty cool. I, I, I like when comics do that since it's always really Same. interesting. And um, I hope we get to see more of that in the in uh, Infinite Frontier. Hopefully, I hope we actually get like a Superman Wonder Woman book. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a chance now. Yeah, we got a Superman Batman book. Just bring back the Superman Wonder Woman book. Why not? I'd check it out. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else did I have this week? Ooh, I had uh, Amazing Spider-Man 59. Uh, I'm behind by like three issues on this. This this one was surprisingly good in a way I was not expecting. I know a lot of people were dreading like, oh, no, they're bringing back Mr. Negative. They're going to forget about the ha- Harry story mm-hmm. and the Kindred stuff. They do not, actually. In fact, they marry it in a very interesting way. Oh, nice. Yeah, Nick Spencer has always been a very thematic uh, writer, and mm-hmm. this was a very thematic issue, talking about sin and forgiveness and, you know, moving on and meeting one's sins head on. And basically, Spider-Man uh, gets surprised when Martin Lee willingly gives himself up to the inner demons and his sins so they won't, you know, kill Aunt May and they won't destroy the fee shelter. Okay. And his idea being like, look, if I do this, I know at least one small piece of good that I've done will still survive and live on in you. And, you know, I can, you know, deal with, you know, getting uh, pushed away by Mr. Negative. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And Peter sees that and it makes him reevaluate everything he's been doing with the Osbournes and him basically being like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's like, oh, shit. If Martin Lee can run towards his problems and not away from it, I guess I should, too. (laughs) Nice. 
And I'm like, wow, that's really nice. And a good use of Mr. Negative that I was not expecting. Yeah, kind of playing into that name as well a little bit. Very much. Very, very much so. We also discover that uh, Fisk gets, uh, what is it, Mr. Negative off the hook and, you know, stops him from serving jail time because Mr. Negative has the Deathline tablet, the opposite of the Lifeline tablet that he was oh, after. Bringing all that back as well. Jesus Christ. In a big way, and Negative's like, look, so I know you want to use it to resurrect your wife, but here's the thing, you gotta have both tablets, negative and positive, balance the thing that, you know, I represent. Yeah. That's how it's gotta work, and you can only use it once, it only works to bring back one person to life. This is gonna come back into the story. Oh, someone, Someone's coming back to life, who's coming back oh, to yeah. life? It's not gonna be Vanessa, it's gonna be someone, some other Spider-Man character. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this is just a massive, massive Chekhov's gun moment. I'm like, oh, someone's using that. Someone's using <laughs> that. I fucking know they are. And uh, Kingpin's like, cool, you know, tell you what, I'll let you go for what you did this time at the feast shelter, but if you can get me the other tablet from Boomerang and Spider-Man, I'll basically, like, you know, give you a free pass from City Hall from now till forever. Yeah, as, as Space Lord said, it's going to be Gwen Stacy because of how much Ooh. they're building that up. Like, we had those uh, Sal Buscema pages in issue 54 where yeah. they talked about Gwen Stacy's death, like, in detail and, and just keeps going on about the Gwen that, that's already there, a spider Gwen. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to be tied to something from One More Day. It's got to be some shit like that, yeah. without a doubt. And uh, basically, Fist is like, okay, go get the tablet back for me, but know that this is a competition. And then he opens the door, and you see, like, every other New York gang lord from Tombstone to frickin' uh, Hammerhead to Silvio <laughs> Man, Freddy, and Crime Master, and Black Mariah. Yeah, they're all going for it, too. Oh, nice. And yeah, whoever gets it gets like a golden ticket from City Hall. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. And in fact, I think the next arc is going to be Tombstone, Beetle, and Robbie Robertson related. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We haven't seen that rivalry in like, God, 30 years. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. Spider-Man continues to be very good right now. It does, yeah. Nick Spence is doing real wonders on that book real hit his stride i'm definitely uh more interested in picking up the book now than i was for a bit there when it was kind of like meh yeah i think uh captain kun is on to something too there is a pre one more day harry yeah maybe <coughs> yeah i was thinking like it's gonna be like they're gonna bring back harry and that's somehow gonna cancel out kindred or something like that where it's like look if we bring you back now then we'll undo all the suffering you had mm -hmm in hell also too there was that other body that they found yep. in the crypt and we haven't yep. gone back to that yet who's the other body yep. yeah we don't know yet but uh yeah that was spider-man <coughs> spider is cool oh that's cool what uh yeah what uh what else did you have matt uh let's have a look yeah i had uh where's it oh i had sword issue three Oh, right, right, right. See, I, uh, again, I didn't keep up with S.W.O.R.D. because I was reading X-Force, but yeah, tell me, tell me what's going on in S.W.O.R.D. Uh, so despite this being a, uh, a King in Black Titan, it's actually a very, uh, personal, I guess, story, or it's a very, uh, contained story, uh, on Manifold. 
Oh. Uh, we get to see what he's up to and just uh, and it takes place just as the team heads off to New York and to deal with the mutants down on, on uh, Krakoa and New York. Uh, he goes uh, back home to Australia to talk with his uncles and stuff, see, see if they're okay and everything. And they're, mm. they're kind of uh, uh, hesitant and suspicious about Krakoa and everything because they're no like, you be, be careful, Krakoa, just because of like what happened with the Avengers and the referencing like Secret Wars and what uh manifold cool. did with the uh incursions and everything and how he killed a lot of people right that was the story he was created for yeah i believe so yeah where they made him forget his memories and he, he ended oops. up killing a bunch of people in the second incursions <laughs> oops yeah um so yeah they, he, they end up doing that but he also has some ulterior motives where he's got a, he's got like a uh, sort of journey planned he's got to go and visit the oh what's the race called they're like a race of lizard people that attack uh, partaking in the snark war uh, <laughs> which was hinted at the end of empire um and he visits them and their their whole deal is that they can actually take other races powers and use them for themselves and that's oh, what they've, they've been doing in this war to like uh win against their enemies so what so what manifold's been sent to do is he's been sent to basically offer them up living weapons in the form of mutants oh, and basically Christ. sell them to to these uh lizard people um, Fuck. <laughs> um as so they so they'll um take the powers and then uh the whole deal is that when you take their powers it's possible that the person you're taking the powers from will die and manifold's oh. like oh i hope they do die like the they're, they're hoping this will happen but he doesn't tell the prince why of, of course we know because the mutants are born back on krakoa so he's basically you know oh, stiffing so them they basically get- wow so they're fucking this alien yeah. race holy yeah. shit this is so many levels of but, uncomfortable but, but here's the thing um so th- this alien race uh the, the prince he talks about a planet where that his sister was going to con- uh conquer that was like mineral rich but his sister arrived too late and Noel had already conquered it but she <laughs> she still went ahead with it and in doing so she lost all her army and in that happening it means that the prince just lost his one and only uh opponent in in Mm. rule for in in the bid for like the royal throne and everything so noel helped him out in indirectly helped him out and get (laughs) get rid of his opponents so why does he want to destroy noel so he's not going to help the mutants and he doesn't want any of their powers or anything he's gonna just let noel destroy the universe and then he's going to pick up the pieces after man it is really interesting to see where the x-men fall in this first big marvel event post krakoa and like how their loyalties are all over the place and everything it's great it's great it's very interesting there's a lot of intrigue as space lord brings up in the chat oh yeah there's also a new x court book Mm -hmm. by teeny howard coming out they had announced that one before but it kind of went silent but it is it is officially coming out now yeah i'm glad i like x corp and the stuff we've had teased of it yeah i mean that empire time was basically a backdoor pilot for x corp yeah angel wears a suit (laughs) which man i bet that's got to be really expensive to get a suit tailored for your big ass wings wings. (laughs) yes Yeah, eh, he's already rich, warring Worthington the Third. He's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Manifold takes his leave from there and ends up on the Alpha Flight Station, where he overhears uh, Henry Geirich uh, of Alpha Flight uh, talking with someone, hey. f- talking with someone from Orchis, 
um and, oh. and uh we find out that henry's now working for orchis and they've they've got some big oh, big shit. fucking plan uh waiting uh in the wings in the aftermath of noel just because they're worried about like well if noel's destroying all these like planets and earth and everything what's going to be left after that and he bets it's going to just be mutants so oh, he, he's oh. looking to take down the mutants before they can do that oh oh ewing you tricky boy <laughs> because you set up guy rich as the leader of alpha flight yep. in immortal hulk and now you bring him in here in this sword book yep and i bet all this you know uh what is it intrigue in space will also boil over to what's happening in uh his uh <laughs> guardians book yeah too. oh absolutely it's all it's all a tapestry with that guy ewing it's all connected yep, yep. God damn, that feels rewarding to know all these stories are connected. It, is, it was isn't so it? cool. It's it's so good to see all this happen, and then yeah, and then uh, Matterfold heads back to the uh, the sword station, learns that the team's in trouble, and goes to help them. But he finds that uh, symbiote cable, which appeared last issue, cable got attacked by a symbiote, and is symbiote cable now. Um, he, he's uh, ki- kidnapped the rest of the the team uh rest of the x-men on krakoa is holding them uh in stasis pods ready to be symbiotized themselves <laughs> that's cool yeah all right, all right i might have to check up in on that one too <laughs> so three issues so great. it's easy to catch up true enough uh similarly uh x-force from this week was also a very personal story of one character in this case quentin choir yeah Yes, it was. It was all about him. It's him basically coming to terms with what we as the reader have known for a long time, and that is, hey, you die on every mission. (laughs) And he's like, actually, it's so much worse. Not only have I died on every mission you've seen, I've died on every mission you haven't seen as well. Yeah, if that makes sense. So I've died like over 20 times. (laughs) And it gets to the point where he has to stop and think. It's like, what, what, what is it about me? Do I have some sort of weirdo death wish? You know, why... Why does this happen? Do, do I secretly crave rebirth to be reborn? Is there something about my life that I have to change? <laughs> and uh, eventually his girlfriend Phoebe's like, well, okay, well, how about we start with changing your costume then? And yeah, he gets a brand new costume. Oh, nice. It's good. It looks very Nightwing. It's all solid black, but with a pink Omega symbol and pink stuff around like the gauntlets and the legs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool suit. And also he has glasses too, but they're made of pure energy now. Oh, nice. And he's like, yeah, you know, because I've died so many times, too. I keep, uh, what is it, making uh, requests to the Five for my resurrection, and they're getting really pissed off because I'm a member of X-Force, and I get jumped to the front of the line every time I die. (laughs) And he's asking for, like, stupid shit, where it's like, hey, can I have toenails that don't grow anymore? That'd be nice. I really hate cutting them. (laughs) It's just, like, a real evolutionary problem. Also, too, uh, I love my hair and beard where it is. Can you make it so, like, my hair doesn't grow any more than that? That'd be great. Oh, God. (laughs) And then they black out a couple there. It's like, oh, so can you add a couple more inches on blacked out, blacked out? (laughs) But then the extra funny joke on top of that is like, I can't believe we have to actually go ahead with all of these. (laughs) So they actually did. (laughs) God damn. Just Quentin Choir just totally abusing the resurrection protocol. (laughs) As he would. As he would. As he would. And, of course, they tie this into a bigger plot with Zeno that, like, a cruise ship got attacked 
uh, and everyone said it was mutants, but really they had just their minds fucked with psychically to make them think they're mutants. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, this energy signature is exactly like yours, Quentin. And he's like, well, I don't remember doing it, but I've died so often I'm afraid to admit there's huge gaps in my memory now. Oh, no. Yeah. Then again, like, Zeno kidnapped him, too, so I think they've built, like, a clone of him like they built a clone of Domino. Yeah. But, yeah, X-Force continues to be fun. This was a fun and funny issue. Awesome. And also opens the door for more, like, X-Chimera and shit if they just keep making, you know, yeah. requests when they get <laughs> resurrected. Yeah, that, yeah, again, that's probably, how, like, uh, one of the many, like, ways how they make them. Yeah. I wonder what uh, specifications would I have there. Yeah, hey, can I take off a couple pounds? Thanks. Can you put a little more muscle in there? Thanks. Can you fix my crippling imposter syndrome? Thanks. <laughs> oh, we can't, make it can't so I... fix that. It's, it yeah. Don't have the right materials. It's impossible. Look, look, we're playing God, but we're not miracle workers, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Can you make it so I don't say dumb shit into a mic? Uh, I mean, we can stitch your mouth up. Oh, <laughs> nah, don't do that. <laughs> can I have, like, two extra stomachs? I want to win a bunch of eating competitions. <laughs> so you want us to make you into a cow is what you're it's saying? Like, I mean, you really, can do that, right? It's like, really, you could have asked for anything. You could have asked for, like, like part of your brain chemistry to be wired towards, like, finance and, like, the market yeah, really. but oh you you want some extra stomachs and, and just to go win it like like random like podunk town like eating contest you want to eat like all of the butter sticks before fucking <laughs> this other guy or something look i just love man versus food is all i'm saying <laughs> yeah that's the thing too yeah can you rewire my brain so i'm good at math yeah. that'd be nice yeah I'd love to be good at math just once. I mean, until you die again. And all of this also begs the question: is like, okay, so if they can do that, is there, is like like people coming in and and like editing, like what mutants mm-hmm. are like getting what? Yeah, what else are they editing? Yeah, yeah, what else are they doing? Well, I guess we'll find out if that Children of X book ever comes out. <laughs> Uh, what else did you have, Matt? I had two more. I had two more as well. I had, uh, where is it? I had Darth Vader issue 10. Oh, yeah, this looked interesting. The cover on this looked really good. Yeah, Vader continues his uh, journey towards Exogol. Uh, oh, uh, he, I know that place. Yeah, yeah, from Rise of Skywalker. Um, and he actually ends up arriving at the uh, the nebula that, that surrounds the planet. Uh, with that a, red thing with Ochi of Bestoon and he ends up fighting a giant tentacle monster in space that oh yeah that, you like, posted that one. rapes your mind and oh no and, shit. and um it's he's, he's cornered between the monster and like a fleet of a fleet of star destroyers uh with Sly Moore trying to like kill him because they're trying to kill Vader and basically spur him to return to the dark side proper <laughs> um so he ends up going through the moor and it ends up like fucking with his mind and he sees like again uh, obi-wan and anakin fighting and him fighting his son and then he sees like a possible future where his son killed him on bespin and joins the <laughs> emperor and everything and yeah they sped out on the other side and actually arrive on exogol and then vader's got to fight the monster on the ground and he ends up using the force which he wasn't allowed to do he was allowed he, he wasn't allowed to use the force during any of this uh otherwise the emperor would kill him and he has a great line from that he's like lots of people have said that but no one's actually ever done it <laughs> that is pretty good i like that yeah and and um yeah he ends up uh force controlling this creature and riding it towards the uh the emperor's that citadel he had in rise of skywalker 
I saw that. That's pretty fucking dope, actually, yeah. right there. More more of that, please. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so damn cool. Good giant monsters in space doing cosmic horror stuff. That's so cool. Why isn't Star Wars See, more of that stuff? I know, right? I mean, come on. What was everyone's favorite Mandalorian episode when they fought the fucking crate Dragon? That's what they need. More giant space squids. Yeah. More gross monsters. More pole gullets. Yes. For your brain juice. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I keep saying one of these days, I gotta read these Star Wars comics because you talk them up so well. They're so good. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, despite what people might tell you. Yeah. Uh, I had Daredevil this week, which was uh, yet another King in Black tie-in, but a good King in Black tie-in. Nice. So at the end of the last issue, Daredevil got taken over by one of the symbiotes while in prison. Yep. But against all odds, Matt is actually able to regain control over himself, which actually freaks Null the fuck out. Okay. He's like, really? You can control your mind? Wow, there's maybe been like a handful of people across the universe who have actually been able to spurn my control. And you know what they had in common, Mr. Murdoch? They were either religious zealots or fucking crazy. Which one are you? <laughs> I am both. <laughs> yeah, little from column A, little of column B. It's a beautiful piece of writing, too, because uh, Typhoid Mary can also regain control of herself to fight Electra. And it's like, oh, because she's crazy, too. Yeah, okay, that's cool. In fact, they even have a thing there where it's like, oh, yeah, Null was no match for all the other voices in her head. This is just another day at the office for Typhoid Mary. <laughs> oh, oh, you're a voice in my head telling me to kill? No, really? <laughs> Welcome to the club, ma'am. But, uh, yeah, so Daredevil protects the prison of all the guards and all the criminals. And there's a moment where he actually has a chance to leave. But he doesn't do it, and not doing it actually kind of gains him the respect of at least, you know, one of the inmates, where it's like, oh, yeah, you had the chance to go, but you actually stayed to help people. I guess you are a hero after all. And eventually he gets the symbiote off him by sitting in the electric chair and turning it on. Oh, nice. That, that's pretty cool. It's fucking metal, and, like, no, they cast him as the devil. It's like, you know, join me, and you'll be forever young and forever powerful, and we will rule the world together, you know, or you can spend eternity in this prison. And, you know, Matt says there, in a great line of Catholic guilt, where it's like, you know, eternity means nothing, you know, to the man with faith, and then pulls the lever on him there. And I'm like, wow, Matt literally Catholic guilted this giant evil <laughs> space monster into submission. <laughs> and it fucking worked, holy shit. Uh, never, and, uh, never underestimate a Catholic and their guilt. <laughs> never underestimate. It's too powerful. It's kryptonite. You just can't stop it. Uh, Electra similarly wins the day in very creative fashion where she's like, oh, if I keep fighting like Daredevil, I'm going to get killed because I'm not good at it. And crazy Typhoid Mary is much stronger than me. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play dead because I'm a ninja and I know how to slow my heart down to make it seem like I'm dead. <laughs> And then Typhoid Mary fucks off, and Electra's like, well, that wasn't a clean win, but now I can actually go save more people and help out, as I assume Matt would do. <laughs> and I just love that thinking, where it's like, yeah, it's not always a clean win, but sometimes you can just do that. Yeah. It's great to, uh, what is it, her size also have, like, rope and stuff in them. Oh, nice. And they're, and they're whittled down, too, so they're not lethal anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Very, very fun artistic touches. But yeah, that was Daredevil, and Daredevil continues to be great. It's so good, even the tie-ins are good. <laughs> cool. i got to catch up on that. I, I like fell off that book, but it's just so good. One of the best things on the shelf right now, yeah. no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, What else did you have, Matt? Uh, the last book I had was Radiant Black Issue 1. Hey, you read Radiant Black too. Fucking sweet. What'd you think? I thought it was great. 
I know. Feels fresh and new, yet also familiar. It does, mainly because like the it's like a, a classic superhero origin, and like the hero mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Burnett felt a lot like. Uh, I compared it to like Kyle Rayner and like uh, yeah uh, Peter Parker and stuff like that. Whereas a very every man given these powers doesn't know what the hell to do with them. There's no guidebook and has to sort of make their yeah. own way. And I mean, just like as a young creative too, so much of his story just spoke to me way more than I almost care to admit. He's driving Uber, he's crying because the bank denied him another thing there. He's got to move back home with his parents, which is the actual real town Kyle Higgins is from. Yeah, in, I, I was uh, going to say, all of this feels like it's coming from a place Kyle Higgins has been. Oh yeah, this this shit is like ridiculously real, yeah. and like it's real to him, and yeah. it's real to everyone else because we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. And even his friend Marshall, his, like, small-town friend, who's like, oh, you know, the towns, you know, it's really opened back up again since you're gone. It's really going places. Man, I have been that guy, and I know that guy, so I hate that guy. <laughs> I also like how they've set, set that guy up as, I don't I don't think he's going to be a villain. I think he's going to be more of, like, a foil, because he's, he, like, the way he talks about, like, when uh, Nathan gets the powers and stuff, he talks about mm-hmm. how they are going to use the powers yes. and how they are uh, going to use them to do all this sort of stuff uh-huh no yeah he's very yeah yeah he's totally that guy he's got a controlling streak <laughs> and also when he gets drunk he's like you know he, he's very resentful that his friend left him for la it's like oh we were supposed to write our stories together and everything yeah. i'm like oh yeah that's, that's that guy mm-hmm. maybe maybe he won't be sinestro but he might be harry osborne yeah yeah in the you're my friend, but you're also an asshole, but, like, I care about you and I gotta try and save you and everything. Yeah, really, really well put together origin story. You learn everything you need to know about him right away. And as we found out this week from Art, uh, the Power Rangers conti- uh, references continue. Yeah. It's not just that he has a cool biker helmet. He's gonna get a big robot, get a, too. It's, it's, it's ticking all those boxes for me. He's gonna get a big, big robot, which is totally super, super freaking awesome. Yeah. Which, uh, ooh, that reminds me too. Shit, yeah, I got a second copy of that book that I gotta actually give away. Actually, the first person I gave it to never actually claimed theirs. Okay. But I'm still gonna count that as one. So, uh, yeah, w- w- we need a good Kyle Higgins uh, trivia question for uh, the second one. Ooh, I got one. Uh, in that Winter Soldier book that he did that I love so much, it was only one volume long, Winter Soldier basically adopts a new young sidekick of his own. What was the name of that character? So if you can tell me that, first one to tell me in the comment section when this goes up to the YouTube channel, Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, letting you know, you will win the second giveaway code, and it's for Comixology, I discovered. Awesome. But yeah, Radiant Black is super cool. I'm glad you got a chance to read it. Yeah, I, I'm probably I'm definitely gonna stick with it. Like big robots, yeah. but it's like Power Rangers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Power Rangers meets Spider Man. Everyone seems to be super stoked on it too. Like I haven't seen a new indie book get so much love. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, it's it's something very easy to read. It's not like uh, like a lot of like I I kind of like noticed like while reading I'm like this is like so simple it's like such a simple yeah. origin stuff where it's like you see a lot of the creator stuff there's it's always high concept like stuff they'd Very. never be allowed to do at DC or Marvel and stuff it's always yeah. a big complicated plot absolutely yeah whereas this is just it's just simple now uh, what do you think of the rumor going on there that this is actually going to be the beginning 
of a big new shared image hero universe because the Savage Dragon shows up on one of the TVs oh, in the shit, restaurant. Really? I, I didn't even yes. uh, mention that, but yeah, oh my god, I if this is like the beginning of a new uh, universe, that's pretty cool. Because the rumor is is that is so many big DC and other superhero writers have left to go do stuff at Image right now, like James Tynan, like Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. like uh, all these other people. And the big prevailing theory is is that all of these things may actually be tied together, which makes me even more interested to check out that new thing that, uh, what is it, Snyder has coming out soon. I don't think Nocterra is tied into I'll let you know, though, because I've got my backer copy coming very soon. Ooh, okay, yeah, because I knew they gave back her copies. I'm like, I'd like to read that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's tied behind a Kickstarter. Yeah, you're right. It probably isn't tied in because it's a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, the, the like, general, like, premise of it is, like, post-apocalyptic stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and crazy. I mean, they could. I, I, if, it was, if anyone could tie it in, it would be Scott Snyder. And again, too, Snyder, Tynan, Higgins, all these other people, they worked together mm-hmm. at DC in the beginning of the New 52. So if this is like their thing where they're like, hey, let's be the new image class. Let's be the new guys to try and give the superhero folks a run for their money. Yeah. That would be pretty dope. That would be pretty cool. I would I would think that's awesome. And I even asked Higgins in the interview I had with him, like, so does that mean anything that uh, Savage Dragon was on the TV? Are we gonna are we gonna see anything? He's like, Man, that'd be cool. I guess you all need to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> he said neither one way or another, but it was one of those things that makes me think that yeah, you should definitely keep reading. <laughs> uh but yeah that's great that you got to read that one yeah we'll we'll probably keep talking about that book now that it's entered our our poll list absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah yeah uh i guess the last book i read this week was a future state teen titans 2 i i've read most of this i haven't read it all i still like reading it it's a bit of a mess bit all over the goddamn place again talk about another series that had about four issues worth of material that they decided to compress into two Mm -hmm. again so we got to defeat the riders we got to plant seeds for stuff that's probably going to come up later like why is dick wearing the deathstroke mask out of nowhere now and hey did you read that shazam book you should because you know his situation and the rock of eternity and everything is actually important yeah that's one thing i liked about all these magic based books they're all tied together yes if nothing else that is certainly nice and i bet if i read all of them uh i i would feel taken care of it, it was uh, cool it definitely. was cool seeing the ending of this book um feature shazam because you you don't know in in his shazam book you don't know what he sealed in to the rock of eternity and now we do know right yeah and see i only knew because you told me is the thing and i'm glad you told me or i would have been lost yeah. Uh, also we find out red x may not have actually been guilty of the crime of what he did well he definitely took everyone hostage because of a dark secret that is still never answered because they probably want you to read the main book to figure out what that's (laughs) about but he didn't actually make the dial h for hero phone explode the other students did that because they were fucking around with it on halloween trying to turn it into like a ouija board yeah brat girl turned it into a ouija board despite miguel telling them not to and it ended up with them destroying the world basically (laughs) Yeah, and him getting killed. They don't say that the four riders came out of the phone, but I'm guessing they came out of the phone. Well, yeah, well, they mentioned that they modified it somehow. I'm not sure. They they were kind of fast and loose on how they modified the H dial. But Boy, yeah, were they. I have to imagine it was, yes, it, it tapped into something else that it wasn't meant to tap. It didn't tap into the hero verse. So Red X seemingly did nothing wrong, but took the blame, and those students don't get 
what is it, punished for what they did, but Red X also still tries to heroically sacrifice himself and takes off his mask, but we never see who's under it, and I wonder, will we ever find out, or is that just going to be the joke that you never know who's under the mask? Yeah, I could see that. I could see it maybe being one of those things where, hey, it doesn't matter who's under the mask, it's the, the, the legend of the Red X sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we kind of do like the phantom yeah but or it, it could as i said before it could just be roy harper it could just be that who knows and eventually he uses the phone to like reenact one of the scenes from the third lord of the rings movie where it's like the ghosts <laughs> the ghosts have come to help us yeah well the ghosts of all the titans except for roy harper come back except and, for roy uh yeah help defeat the uh help or help drive the 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 four riders into raven who also sacrificed herself. Just everybody sacrificing themselves <laughs> all over the place. And now, assumedly, she will have to live at the Rock of Eternity forever because she's got the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse in her, but that's okay because the book's over and Future State's over. <laughs> so, yeah, little all over the place. Yeah, again, as you said, it needed, like, one more issue, maybe, just to sort of flesh everything out. But then again, as well, you could see that they were, they were hinting at stuff that's going to be explained in that Titans yeah. Academy book definitely like I, I as messy as it was I'm like look I know you're planting seeds because you're probably gonna answer this yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna answer those questions which I'm, I'm glad about though uh, they, they just didn't leave them hanging there was a pretty good joke in there too where it's like hey you know why why are you wearing Deathstroke's mask what are we supposed to call you Deathwing I'm certainly not calling you Dickstroke <laughs> <laughs> Which, man, there's a that's like something Garth Ennis would come up with. <laughs> oh, no, everyone, it's Dickstroke. Watch out. <laughs> but, yeah, little little messy. Little. little messy of a finale. Yeah. Again, maybe not the messiest. I still think that uh, Superboy of Metropolis one may have been the mm-hmm. most messy of the finales we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Still one more week, though, so let's see who can make it really messy. I hope that Suicide Squad book... Uh, what is it? Sticks the landing. Yeah. Well, again, I think that again, that's another book that's feeding into like what uh, it's going to be doing in Suicide Squad. So I imagine there's going to be even more uh, Easter egg drops for that book because it's literally the team. It's literally the team we're going to be yeah. following. Yeah. With Peacemaker, who's a triple A team leader character now. Yeah. All thanks to John Cena and James Gunn. <laughs> John Cena, just just a magical man. You can't see him, but you can see the Peacemaker in this comic book. <laughs> it's what you can see. Uh, but yeah, so that was everything I read this week. Yeah, I've read this everything I've read so far. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we got one more week of Future State coming up. That should be interesting. Yeah, and then we go straight into Infinite Frontier. Yeah, Infinite Frontier is starting all over, and I'm sure to follow suit, Marvel will also have some new stuff eventually, too. Well, I guess Heroes Reborn will probably be the best chance they have at uh, uh, like True a enough. reset, like their first proper reset in a while. Yeah, if they're fucking around with the universe and everything, Heroes Reborn would be their opportunity to be like, hey, and we turned everything back, but also this, this, and this are different. Yeah. Because why not? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll start bringing the show to a close, everyone. Thank you so much for coming and watching us. You know, uh, happy Valentine's Day <laughs> to everyone out there. I know it won't be Valentine's Day when we upload this on Wednesday, but I promise it was Valentine's Day night when we recorded this. Uh, anything you got to pitch, Matt? Anything you want people to know about? Not really, no. I'm just going to continue on with my reviews and stuff. i got a big backlog coming up, so... Yeah, I'm going yeah. to get rid of all through them before... Uh, hopefully before Infinite Frontier hits. 
Yeah. I'm hoping I should stream again on Tuesday. Because, again, Elseworlds Exchange has gone every other Tuesday now. Uh, again, keeping with this Radiant Black Tokusetsai theme there, I should do old Power Rangers toy commercials. Lord knows there's enough. That'd be cool. I think I might do that so I don't have to fuck around with, uh, what is it, video games and chat windows and everything. <laughs> That's easy enough. I just got to press play and hope for the best. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone check that out around Tuesday around the time we would normally go with Elseworld, because I'm probably going to try and give that a chance at some point. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for watching and listening, everyone. As always, this is a lot of fun. We'll be back again next week with more show just for you. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.